welcome to the Craft Parenting Podcast, podcast of two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. I am Caroline, and this is my lovely husband, Joe. Yes, I am. I am very lovely. And we are back. <laughs> we yes. are we are back for another awesome back. <laughs> we are back for another awesome episode of the Higher Gravity Beer Van Calendar Extravaganza. Woo! Uh, we are back for day seven. And, um, Siete. Sure. And uh, if you're wondering what Beer Vent is uh, and what Higher Gravity is, you can always go back. Back. In the RSS feed. And the YouTube channel feed. And we have, believe it or not, we have six or well, seven other videos. Yeah, I was gonna say this is episode <laughs> this is video number eight. Episode number one. Yeah, so it's day seven, but we recorded a preview that explains all about this. Mm-hmm. So go back and check that out if you are if you just happen to stumble upon this. But um what is beer number seven? It or is day number seven. Old engine oil from Harveston Brewing in England or in the UK. And this is in a can. It is in a can. Um, which I didn't know that they did over there, but um, it's also in a eleven point two two ounce can. Yes. So it's brewed and harvested, sorry, brewed and bottled by Harvest and Brewing in Hillsfoot Village, Alva, Scotland, and imported by a company in Connecticut. The description on the can is, it's a black ale, it is 6% ABV, and is viscous, chocolatey, roasty, old engine oil. (laughs) Our classic car-obsessed master brewer always has a can of motor oil handy for essential lubrication of his beloved autos, which is how he came up with old engine oil. It's thick, dark chocolate viscosity revealing the inspiration behind the name. Mm -hmm. Using loads of deep roasted malts creates its rich black color and adding plenty of oats gives it a wonderful, wonderful velvety mouthfeel. A can of this is just the job for anyone who appreciates beautifully engineered stuff that used to be made properly. So undo the top button of your pit overalls, ease into the wing back, and roll out a rare taste of truly great British beer. Welcome to the Owner's Club. Alrighty then. So while Joe pours that, I'll read the description from their website. Is that a different description? It is slightly different. So down your tools and take a swig of this classic craft stout, beautifully engineered with premium roasted malt for a velvety mouthfeel. It's proper vintage stuff all thanks to the meticulous handiwork of our master brewers. This dark and rich stout was first created in 1999 for a well-known supermarket beer competition, which it won with resounding success. Ever since, it's been a much-loved beer by the brewery and customers alike. Brewer's Notes. As soon as you arrive in the car pack, as soon as you arrive in the car pack, you know old engine oil is being brewed from the aroma. I'm assuming the car pack is the place, the brewery. Um, the blend of malt and hops produce a balanced, bittersweet beer with smoky notes and lingering finish. The hops used are East Kent Goldings, Fugles, and Galena. The malts are Lager Malt, Pinhead Oats, 
and roast barley. Ooh. So this is a dark beer that I definitely cannot see Joe through. It looks a little brown. It's hard to really see color on the edges. And it's got a thick, I'd call that like a brown head because that's like a dark, it's dark tan. Mm-hmm. Dark I did tilt this, by the way. Uh, maybe I just poured it too fast. I mean, the head is sticking round. Yeah. It's not going anywhere, um, but slowly. So another note, I don't know if you have this in your notes. The can says it won uh, the best porter in 2010. I don't know. It might be on their About Us page. I think that was a different one that they talked about. And it is a 6% ABV. I don't think we said the ABV for the other one yesterday. I don't think we did either. <laughs> it's too late for that. <laughs> it's, oh, it was also 6%. All right, well. For December 6th. You're just going to confuse me now because uh, we're doing this <laughs> so far ahead. We have some crazy things coming up that we need to bank a lot of episodes. Yeah, I don't think we banked enough either, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so um, I've never heard of this brewery before, but I'm not very familiar with a lot of... English breweries, so yeah. Well, because um, it was like every th- every place that we ended up going to in London was like a Nicholson's pub, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Oh, this place sounds in- interesting." And then we get in the door, and we're like, "It's a Nicholson's pub," because you couldn't tell until you got inside. And then we're like, "Well, we're in here. We don't feel like going anywhere else." Yeah. It, so it, I guess that's where we are. They had a really good brand going. I don't know if it was just a brand or just like. They ate up a bunch of places and kept them all the way they were before they ate them up. Well, maybe. I don't know. They were but all different. It's they like, were all very different. It's not like it was a McDonald's. My favorite one, I think, was a place called Dog and Duck. Yeah. Where it was like a two or three story restaurant. Yeah. And so like each, so like it was, it was really small. Mm-hmm. And then you would go up these really steep steps because okay. there were like seats downstairs and in the middle. And I think there was even an up upstairs, maybe up upstairs is where the kitchen was. Um, and they had a dumb waiter, so you could watch all of your food go around the dumb waiter. And what is a dumb waiter? It's a waiter that's not too bright. No, <laughs> it's an elevator for food. Yeah, I would like to ride in a dumb waiter, but I don't think that it's it's not meant for people's. It's just meant for food. So it's like when, so you don't have to go up and down the stairs with food. You can just be like, here, put food in hole and then gently lower. Well, because it's not a hole, it's a box that's attached with a rope and stuff. Mm. It's like an elevator, but just for food. Did I say that bit? I did just say that. Just cut out everything else and we'll go, ask me the question again. (laughs) No. (laughs) That'll create more work. For me, you know how many episodes I have to edit. Um, so this is a very stark contrast to yesterday's beer. It is, but it's, <laughs> it's nice and roasty. It's it's really good, and I get a little bit of chocolate, and chocolate and cherries go good together. So I'm not complaining, and it's like sticking on your tongue with that roastiness. It is. It's very. Uh, it's thick, but in a different way than yesterday's beer. I mean, it's still like, 
To me, stouts are kind of light, and like if it's just a stout. This is a porter. Porters, sorry. Said best porter. Porter. Well, I porters know. are really light until so you start throwing a bunch of other stuff into it. And yeah. I mean, stouts are the same way. <clears throat> I mean, maybe it is. it's the black ale. Technically, that's what they say. <clears throat> Let's um, see. They entered it in the porter category, though. Porters are more hoppy and bitter, I think, and roasty. Yeah. Stout. See, this says this dark and rich stout. Oh, okay. The description called it a stout, so. So they entered a stout in a porter category. We've covered this. Breweries <laughs> do that all the time. Because it's like having having listened to podcasts of people who have done beer tastings for beer competitions. They're like, you taste, like you, you get a category and that is what you are judging so like you are gra- you are judging pilsners, so you're just looking for any tiny thread that you can pull that distinguishes beer A yeah. from beer B from beer C. So when somebody throws something in there that's not technically a pilsner, but it could be a pilsner, you're like, oh, that beer, that one tastes good, and it's got something different in it. So I'm gonna <laughs> go with that one. Then you're like, this is a cream ale. It's not a Pilsner, but a cream ale just won. <laughs> like, that stuff happens all the time. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe that's cheating. <laughs> they, lots of people have lots of thoughts about that. <laughs> I don't judge beer competitions. I just drink just lots of beer. drink the beer. Yeah. yeah. It's more fun when you don't have to judge. That's so stressful. I mean, you have to drink a lot of beer, so how stressful that is. I have issues like choosing between option A and option B for buying Christmas presents for the kids. How am I supposed to pick out beers? Mm. I'll just go crazy. Mm-hmm. So. So what, what about the brewery? So um, their about page goes kind of all over the place. So we're going to go a little bit all over the place. But we are Harveston. From the very beginning, our focus has always been to produce the best quality beer we can. Excuse me. And today we're proud to remain one of the forefathers of the movement to better beer. At Harveston, we've been brewing brilliant, innovative beers for nearly 40 years, long before the current craft beer boom in the UK set off. Yeah, the can says, crafted with a twist since 1983. They're older than you. Does that make them legendary? Because you're ancient? <laughs> I don't know. Is ancient older than legendary? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So quality, quality, quality. Our relentless focus on quality has led us to becoming one of the most award-winning... Has led us to becoming one of the most o- awarded breweries in the UK. I do not know why that sentence was so hard. Mm. Apologies. World's Best Pills in 2008. Ha- Harveston's flagship beer, Shihalian? Sure. Remains the only beer from a UK brewery to win the World's Best Pilsner Award, having scooped the prize in 2008. To this day, Shihalian continues to bring enjoyment to beer fans, recently winning the Champion Cask Beer for the UK and the 2022 SIBA Award. I do not know what SIBA is. It sounds fancy, though. It does sound fancy. Congratulations. 
So. Or sorry for your loss. <laughs> what? Isn't that what the kids say? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I should be happy or sad. So congratulations or sorry for your loss. Oh, yeah. I had. It's a reference to something. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I, a guy told me he was getting divorced and I was like, I'm sorry or congratulations. I don't know. You got to tell me how I'm supposed to be feeling about this because I don't know. <laughs> um, our beers. With our portfolio of well-loved beers, we built strong relationships with leading outlets across the UK and a growing band of fans across the world. Our brewers continue to innovate and work to develop our next great beer. Whatever we produce will ensure it's true to the harvest and style. And as always, we aim to provide as much enjoyment as possible for beer fans around the world. So they're locally focused because they're based in the foothill of the, oh, geez. <laughs> oh, Ochil Hills and Alva. We produce award-winning natural brews combining local ingredients and pure Scottish water with some of the finest hops from around the world. We are proud of the fact that roughly 80% of the malt we use comes from a local farm within eight miles of the brewery and our spent grain find its way back to another local farmer as feed for his cattle. Okay. A lot of breweries do that, actually. They do. A lot of breweries here in Cincinnati. <clears throat> They're always interested in finding more people. I'm going to be real bummed if this was near Scotland and we missed the... If, like, this, this is it, in Scotland. It is. In, if in, this was near Edinburgh and we missed an opportunity to go to it. Well, I mean... I don't know where it is on a map, though. Contact. Sometimes the contact page includes a map. This does not. I... Okay, so it's in Scotland somewhere. Where we we are looking it up. I'm yeah, I'm trying to. So tell me more about this beer and what you think of it. So like we said, um, very roasty. It, it's starting to settle. So that is starting to settle. Um, it's roasty. It's um, it's bitter, but not in the same way an IPA is bitter. It's bitter as in like it's like chocolatey bitter. Um, if it's supposed to represent engine oil, um, it's not near Edinburgh. It's not. Yeah. This is the engine oil that my mechanic said that if I wait too long to bring my car in again, he's going to start taking miles off of my sticker. So I think that I have to come in sooner than I do. In my defense, our life got really quite crazy for a month, so I took your that? car in, but I didn't take in mine. What does that have to do with? That's engine oil. I said, my mechanic said, if my engine oil looks like this again, he's going to start taking miles off my little sticker. So oh. I think that I have to bring my car in sooner. I got you, though. But our life got crazy. I took in Joe's car, and then I couldn't take my car in for like another three weeks, and... You took my car in, and they said, no, it doesn't need an oil change. That was like f four months ago. I took, oh, that was a while ago. It's like September. No, I actually got your car serviced in. Anyway. <laughs> I need to get an oil change soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody's going to yell at me. And like I mildly have to listen because it's family. Um, okay. <laughs> so this has been a craft, uh, carrying. 
<laughs> automobile podcast automobile maintenance yeah um go check your engine oil folks i do i do have a friend though we'll use the term friend loosely though there's a girl that i went to high school with where she recently had to buy a new car because she didn't realize how often she needed to get her oil changed or replaced and on an unrelated note she just got a new car <laughs> You'll have to tell me who this friend is. Oh, fair. <laughs> or we can shame her. No, we won't shame her. But I was like, my cousin's done the same. Like, my cousin that's not the one that does auto repair, different cousin, she's she's done the same thing. So this well, I is... didn't know what it meant. When, when you have a little light symbol that pops up on your car that looks like a genie lamp, Go to your nearest oil change place ASAP because you got problems. <laughs> yes. <'em. laughs> this has been a talk car on PRN. <laughs> Try not to get flagged for copyright, you guys. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, we will be back tomorrow for day eight. We are the Craft Parenting Podcast. Find us on your favorite podcatcher. Or if you're on YouTube, smash that like button, slam subscribe, ring that notification bell, and hang out with us through the month of December as we drink our way through beer event. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.